Are you tired of the same boring and bland coffee flavors week after week, year after year? Why not try something new and fresh from Bean Quest Coffee? They have flavors like Brazil Peaberry and my personal favorite, Bali Blue Moon Organic, a dark and complex coffee with an exotic and syrupy body and hints of chocolate, vanilla, and spice. Seriously, guys, check them out, and when you do, make sure to use our promo code 10Biscuit at checkout for 5% off your order. Join us on a quest for better coffee today at bean-questcoffee.com. Thanks. Hey guys, Tin Man here. Welcome to another 10 Biscuit Reviews podcast. Don't forget to check the description for useful links or reach out on Twitter at 10BiscuitR or email 10BiscuitReviews at gmail.com. Thank you. It means a lot to all of us. Without further ado, let's go on with the show. All right, we're here talking about conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And so today, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about King Tut and whether or not his curse is the reason for all of the bad stuff that's occurring in 2020. So I'm sure pretty much everyone knows or has heard of King Tut. So I just want you guys to know that King Tut may be the reason that 2020 is so messed up right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I heard this theory and I was immediately drawn to it because it's a good theory. It's a really good theory that everything that's going on with the coronavirus and um, the, you know, everything else, all the, uh, the, um, the, like, Black Lives Matter, the reason the Black Lives, Black Lives Matter protests are going on and stuff, it, the reason all of that stuff is happening in 2020, like why it's all coming to a head, is because of King Tut a thousand years ago. Like, I mean, how else can we explain all this, guys? Really? Right. right. Is there a better explanation for this? Do you have a better explanation? I think not. <laughs> um, do you want to get into our initial impressions like upon first hearing the theory? Um, yeah. You want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, so, I mean, honestly, there are so many bad things happening in 2020, like I said. Is is there a better reasoning? Is there a better excuse? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when they opened the King, when they opened King Tut's tomb, uh, way back when there were also many unexplained deaths, um, mm. disease, accidents. So I don't know. It kind of lines up, but I have I have my doubts. I'm a little bit skeptical, and we can kind of go into some of those things a little bit later. Fair enough. Um, I'm also skeptical, just because. So like, okay, so King Tut's uh, tomb was first opened in 1922. And to me, maybe it's just me like nitpicking stuff, but it, it seems like 2022 would be like the better, the more opportune time for the curse to take hold. Does that make sense? Um, but we'll get into why people think that it's 2020 later on. But it also, like you said, there was a lot of unexplained accidents, deaths, um, all those type of things back when it was first opened. 
But you'd think if the curse was the reason, then stuff would keep happening over the last thousand years, right? Like, I can't be the only one that would think that. So, so like you're saying, if the tomb was opened at all, there, there should have just been things, hap- like mysterious things happening across the world. Right, yeah, I mean, then. yeah, it it doesn't make sense that, like, right after it opens, stuff happens, and then nothing really, quote-unquote, mysterious until now. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, it, it would, I can see that. Like, if it, if there was more, I mean, I guess, I get, I'm skeptical. I'll get into other stuff later, but I think, I think I'm skeptical. Because, like, I guess, I guess if you really, if you really believe in this conspiracy theory, right, if you really believe that King Tut's curse is the cause uh, for everything that's happening in 2020, and then someone like me is like, well, what happens, like, in between? What about the years in between where nothing's really happening? I guess, technically, you could say all the bad stuff that happened in between 1922 and now is part of the curse. I don't know. My personal take on the curse is that like it, it affected the people who opened it, which makes Mm. sense, right? Right. Because they were the ones that disturbed it. So to me, it doesn't make much sense for things to be happening around the world just because the tomb was opened, you know? Right. And so I think for, for our, core theory like you said we'll we'll kind of uh you know assess a little bit later i have my own theory as to why it's now affecting the world instead of just a certain core group okay fair (laughs) enough fair enough um but yeah i'm skeptical uh you're skeptical we're both skeptical together um yeah now do we want to jump into the history of like the theory of the king Tut, or like the the history of like uh king Tut's curse itself yeah yeah i mean i think there's there's a lot more to talk about history wise about king tut Mm -hmm. um and so we'll touch on some stuff like i said earlier i think a lot of people probably are familiar with king tut and know at least that there is a curse associated with him um but you know, we've got we've got some juicy tidbits for you guys <laughs> right. to go into a little bit uh, more in depth uh, about those deaths and then um, kind of where the story of the curse originated from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be I, I, OK, so I knew of King Tut um, when I was in high school. I actually used to be really big into like um, Egyptian mythology and stuff. And so in learning about Egyptian mythology, you kind of learn about the pharaohs and you know, how they appeased the gods and all the different gods that they had and stuff. So, for the longest time, I really truly believed that, like, every mummy, there was a curse. Um, And so, like, King Tut's was just, like, the most famous, but... I mean, it is the most famous, you know, but... Yeah. I I would say it's probably the most famous. Uh, I don't want to say that for certain, because I don't know, but uh, it definitely seems like it's the most famous. Um, but the entire, I guess, I guess the entire idea of it originated in 1922, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think 
in terms of King Tut's curse, like specifically, right, it was popularized in 1922, right? Um, because that was when his tomb was opened, and their archaeologists were like going over the hieroglyphs with like a fine tooth, fine tooth comb. You know, they're they're trying to interpret what what these hieroglyphs hieroglyphs mean, and they come upon a curse. or what they believe to be a curse, which will, like you, like you said, we'll get into that more later. Um, but yeah, that was 1922. His name was Howard Carter. A uh, group of 58 people were the ones that, like, that, that was his. That was his group. And it was like archaeologists, scientists, um, assistants. So that was just like the entire. Yeah, like even everything his daughter. it took to kind of investigate this. Yeah, even Carter's daughter, uh, I think she was like 9 or 10 at the time, um, she was actually one of the first people to actually enter the tomb after it was opened. But she was also part of that 58 uh, group of people. Do you want to go into some of the mysterious things that happened like after the tomb was opened? Or did you yeah, want to talk yeah. more about King Tut himself? I mean, I know, you you know, like we said, we, we pretty much all know who King Tut is. Or just about... Yeah, I mean, he was one of the most famous Egyptian pharaohs, but um, he became pharaoh at age 10 um, and then actually died at age 19. So he wasn't pharaoh for very long. (laughs) Um, So he definitely was still a child um, when he was entombed. But yeah, like Tin Man said, uh, the tomb was discovered in 1922. um, So there's this whole team of archaeologists who uncovered it you know, went inside. And so once that happened, mysterious things started to occur. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if we want to talk about where the curse or, well, let's talk about the mysterious happenings first. And then we can kind of go into like, who actually said there was a curse? Why did they say there was a curse? I think that's all very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, so the first thing, and this is actually like my favorite myste- quote unquote mysterious thing to happen, was um, Carter's Howard Carter's canary was in the mouth of a cobra. Like, so basically, the the story goes that Carter sent one of his assistants to go get something from his tent when that assistant got to the tent there was a cobra in the canary's cage and the canary was in the cobra's mouth and the cobra is the sign of the egyptian monarchy so that's my favorite mysterious happening um yeah like so shortly after the tomb was opened there's like this sign right right (laughs) That's something like like bad stuff is gonna happen, right? And you can—I don't know if it's just because like I've seen so many movies or read so many books, but like I can picture it in my mind. This happening of this dude walking into the tent, and you know the camera pans, and there's the cobra with the, the bird in its mouth, and it just <laughs> it just gives you this great like oh man, we're in for a ride, you know. It's like a perfect foreshadowing scene. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and then it kind of just not much else ex- 
crazy like that happens. Um, yeah. You know, but go ahead. Oh, I was going to, well, I was going to go on to the next item yeah. because there's kind of like a couple of animal related or like signs, right? That, that yeah. something is impending. Um, so after the Cobra, um, Carter actually saw jackals, um, which he, you know, obviously jackals are related to the god Anubis in Egyptian mythology. And right. so that was kind of, kind of spooky, I guess, right? To see, keep seeing these like very iconic Egyptian animals. Now, right. on the flip side to that, they are in Egypt. That's true. <laughs> And those animals just live however, in Egypt. That's why they're signs of the Egyptian However, <laughs> the jackals, um, that was the first time that they had been seen in the area in 35 years. Oh, really? So that is, uh, that is why that's a little bit more on the mysterious side. Okay. Um, and that is from Carter. Like He's like, I worked in the desert for 35 years. I've never seen jackals. Like, this is the first time. So that's a little bit interesting. Um, um, so I don't I don't know how to pronounce this dude's name, Lord Carnarvon. 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 I think it's Carnarvon. <laughs> um, but he was basically like the financer of the expedition. Um, he so he died. He he got bit by a mosquito. And then he was shaving and scratched the mosquito bite and it got infected. So he died of blood poisoning. Yeah. So this, this guy, this Lord was the financer of the entire expedition. So he was paying Carter's way to, you know, do the digging, investigating. And they had actually been looking for a long time for some grand, um, you know, fossil or artifact or something. And it, like, the very last minute, they found this tomb. And so, yeah, he he was the one who who financed the the entire investigation. So, I don't know, I find that kind of mysterious because it's like, there was there was the archaeologist, right, Carter, who found the tomb and explored it. But it's almost like the curse was targeting the guy who made it all possible, right? The financer, the guy who who paid the money to have it happen. Right. And the <laughs> other interesting thing, according to my notes, um, it, it wasn't the blood poisoning. Well, okay. So his death wasn't reported reportedly caused by the blood poisoning or the mosquito bite. It was apparently pneumonia because this gentleman was prone to frequent and severe lung infections. So it wasn't the mosquito bite that killed him. It was pneumonia. So they say. Right. So they say, but (laughs) no one ever talks about. Actually, they they say. (laughs) Like, they, like, no one really talks about, like, um, him getting sick after that they just talk they just bring up the the mosquito bite that led to blood poisoning you know what i mean that's because that's the mysterious part to man well i you know that's true that's true <laughs> you're not wrong um but i you know after the lord carnarvon um 
there were also a lot of unexplained, like, related deaths or accidents. So while there were only eight people within that immediate 58 that were there at the dig site, eight of them died. But there were a lot of related, like, family or associates of these people, like, accidents and deaths. So even though you know, a good chunk of that initial group didn't die. There were overall still a lot of unexplained occurrences. <laughs> so, take yeah. it as you will. Yeah, I, it, it, there's one that kind of sticks out, which is uh, Sir Bruce Inger, Ingram. He received a mummified hand with a bracelet and on the bracelet was engraved, Cursed be he who moves my body, to him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. And not long after that, the dude's house burned down, and then it was it was flooded whenever it was being rebuilt. So that's interesting to me. That's kind of a mysterious thing. Um, but that's pretty much the last quote-unquote mysterious one. Um, even Howard Carter, the, the guy that, um, first opened the tomb, he died of like lymphoma and but that he was, was pretty old. Yeah. That I was going to, I was going to, it was like Wasn't 19, like in his 80s? something like that. Yeah. It, yeah. He was, he died in like 1939 or something like that. The right old so age. It was like, I mean, it was 17, 18 years after opening the tomb that this, this guy passed away. So that's yeah. kind of a, a like a strike against the cursed, the curse, if you will. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when you're talking about mysterious circumstances, and especially when it comes to like family or associates of these people, I think that this is the more skeptical side of this whole thing, right? Is mm-hmm. that obviously if you what is it the seven degrees of separation yeah kind of theory where like if someone was at the dig site and their mom's friend dies mysteriously it's like okay how many like how much leeway are you gonna give right the curse versus just if you know a lot of people right then things are just gonna happen like it's not exactly mysterious accidents happen all the time people die like that's just that's just what happens in life right right and i wouldn't i wouldn't even you know i wouldn't even say that like lymphoma right in 1939 it's probably a big deal you know what i mean it's it's probably like a really big deal back then and so for him to die at an old age of a disease that probably wasn't very well researched at that time that's not crazy you know um it's if he had died i don't know final destination style and a piece of glass fell out of a skyscraper building and crushed him like yeah that's a little weird you know that's a little weird or if he's back in the u.s and a egyptian snake bites him and kills him like yeah that's that's weird but to die of a disease yeah it's it's just it kind of you know it just 
doesn't really add up. That's like movie style. Yeah. Like oddness, right? Like some guy opens a tomb, then travels to the to the United States, but then ends up dying because he gets bitten by a cobra that's not native to the right. United States. <laughs> right. No, I mean Or it gets torn apart by jackals, even though jackals are yeah. nowhere in the United States. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah, that would be mysterious, you know. You know, that would be weird. But to to die of lymphoma and, you know, other other people in the group, they, you know, grew up and lived a healthy life. It, to me, it's just like, maybe not. Maybe not. But one of the most interesting things to me, so kind of taking all these, myster- quote, mysterious deaths into account, is the actual origin of the curse. Um, because there is a lot of back and forth, I think, between... Like, who actually started it and why it exists. But, I mean, from what I could find, the theory of tombs being cursed wasn't new at the time. I assume it was in fiction or, I don't know, it came from somewhere, right? It was sort of in the mind of the general populace. But after the discovery of this tomb, um, you know, one of the reasons given that this kind of, was so popular around King Tut's tomb is number one, Carter did not want people invading the tomb once it had been discovered. So he either lied about there being a curse or just kind of, you know, smudged some of the hieroglyphs or or didn't, you know, quote, didn't translate them quite correctly, but um, his his main goal was to keep people out of the tomb, right? Right. So if this idea of tomb curses was already in the mind of the general populace, then it was very easy to just say, oh, well, if anyone steps inside this tomb, they're going to be cursed. Right. (laughs) Right, because he doesn't want anyone in there. But I think him saying that kind of, launched it was that as well as just the discovery of the tomb itself you know people were writing newspaper articles um people were talking about this because it was really exciting right. and actually i think kind of the nail in the coffin of of this is the author arthur uh, conan doyle uh endorsed the idea of this curse so right by that time, it was like, all right, this tomb's got a curse. <laughs> right. No one better go in or you're going to die. Do you know who Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is? The Yeah, the author? Yeah, of Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why he endorsed it, because Sherlock Holmes it's- is always traipsing through tombs and God knows what else. Well, yeah, it's a huge mystery. I think him personally, I think he was... Uh, what was one article I read? He was very, how did they describe him? Not spiritual, but kind of like the quackery version of spiritual. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, he's like know, me. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but so he's like, like me, like pseudosciency, sort yeah. of like magic, and I think what did he? Was it he? Did he say it was elemental magic? That like was yes inside yes, the tomb. He, that was like he believed the that, from the curse. Yes, he believed that they were when they opened the tomb, 
they unleashed elementals is what they did and yeah. they were the ones that were causing the havoc um and causing the mysterious deaths and stuff that's what he said great yeah so awesome. i he definitely i think just made the theory even more popular yeah. so i know that there are other people who kind of chimed in and they're like you know well i read this old text and it also talks about curses and all this other stuff so that's that's kind of where i'm torn about this theory this conspiracy theory is i don't know if i really believe in curses (laughs) so the fact that yeah i mean the fact that there seem to be more sources saying that it was kind of made up versus right you know actual like physical evidence of there being a curse written in the tomb or anything like that it makes me a little bit skeptical that's fair i think that's fair you know i mean I don't know. I is it wrong of me that I I kind of want this to be true? I kind of want it. I kind of want there to be a curse. Like just so there's a reason why everything's so terrible right just now. Just because I think it would be cool to like be like, yeah, that's a curse. It's a curse. Like I think it'd be cool to know that curses actually exist. You know what I mean? I guess so. I don't know. I mean obviously we're we're talking about egyptian curses but there are there are other mythologies religions things like that that take curses very seriously right um so i don't know i I haven't had that much experience with them or with people who use them or believe in them so well i'm glad i'm glad (laughs) that you haven't been cursed Yes, me too. Well, that I know of. That you know of. That's a good point. I think if you're cursed, I don't know if the person's going to tell you they're cursing you. I feel like that's counterproductive. They always do in the movies. In the in the movies. They do a lot of things in movies, Tin Man. That's accurate. <laughs> um. So, do you want to talk about some like alternative theories to like the mysterious deaths and stuff? Yeah, so um, I know that we have some written down to talk about but there is one that i just wanted to touch on real quick and that because you know i love me some um ancient aliens (laughs) but uh if anyone subscribes to ancient alien theories or enjoys listening to them like i do um there are a lot of ancient alien theories around egyptians in particular Mm -hmm. and so my favorite is that the curse um, there was a specific god that was kind of linked to curses. And, you know, supposedly they, this god, right, because in ancient alien theory, all of the Egyptian gods are actually aliens. Right. Brought down technology to the Egyptians. Naturally. So this god is actually an alien, and it's basically like alien uh home security right or tomb security okay (laughs) so the the curse is actually like alien technology that was placed within the tomb (laughs) and that's why we have ring doorbells now thanks to the ancient aliens no it's funny that you that i really like (laughs) it's funny that you bring that up because there was a another article um i think i sent it to you they found 
uh, a, like a 3,000 year old black granite coffin buried. Um, and in, so they cracked it open and inside they found this, this, the mummified skeletons of three, three different humans and then like sewage water. Did I send you this article? No. Okay. <clears throat> it didn't, doesn't pertain to this really at all. But, um, the interesting thing is that this coffin is like six feet high and nine feet long or something like that. And they don't understand why it needs to be that big because ancient Egyptians, I believe males were like five, seven and females were just over five foot or something like that. So Hmm. there's the idea is that they were aliens. They buried aliens inside. Um, Interesting. <laughs> but there's like, there's no treasure buried with it. It was just buried. The only thing that was buried with it was an alabaster head, um, like a statue head. Yeah. And they don't know who the statue head is from. Uh, I don't know. It's very, one of the other theories was that it was uh, Alexander the Great, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I just, you said aliens, and it made me think of that because what else is nine foot tall? You know, Bigfoot. Right, except for aliens. And Bigfoot. Right. Just saying. <laughs> but some of the other, I guess, more circulated alternate theories um, or the reasons behind some of the quote mysterious deaths um, when the tomb was opened uh, had more to do with the air that had been sealed down there. So people are saying maybe it was mold or ancient germs or bacteria that just kind of sat down there. And when the tomb was opened up, uh, I guess, you know, modern day people started breathing it, um, you know, and started having issues. So I think that this one has kind of been debunked a little bit, at Mm -hmm. least in terms of how it relates to the deaths when the tomb was opened. However, there can be dangerous substances found within tombs. Um, So there are species of mold and bacteria. Um, I think there is even um, like embalming fluid chemicals uh, due to how they embalmed. I can't remember. Ammonia, I think was one of them. Okay. So there's stuff down there. There's bad stuff and you, you, could breathe it in and it could be dangerous to you but mm. it didn't actually according to scientists cause the deaths of the people who died when the tomb was opened mm. interesting yeah. because it to me it would make sense you know if these tombs are thousands of years old that stuff has to be down there that's just like festering you know and oh yeah for sure it's gotta to me it makes perfect sense that our immune systems wouldn't be even if it was stuff that was normal in ancient egyptian times it makes sense that maybe our immune systems wouldn't be able to handle it just because it's a different time period yeah Um, not to mention you know these people are from britain or America or wherever and not really so much Egypt. Yeah, I mean, I think think the general mm. consensus was if it had been 
some kind of bacteria or mm. mold from the tomb, mm. they would have died a lot faster. <laughs> All right. So that enough. was like one of the stated. Now, I don't know. I mean, there could have been something that maybe eventually caused the deaths of right of the people who were involved. I mm. don't know, but that's it's still kind of out. I mean, obviously, like I said, there is stuff down there that could hurt you. Mm. Um, how it relates to the opening of King Tut's tomb, I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So do we want to now bring this to 2020? Yes. So with all of the history and background that we gave you guys, uh, it is finally time to talk about 2020. How does King Tut relate to 2020? And how is he maybe potentially ruining our lives right now? How is he ruining our lives is what you really mean. Um, so <laughs> in 2019, they, okay, back it up. When Howard Carter first opened the tomb, there was a white um, linen chest that was found inside of his treasure room amongst his belongings, the rest of his other treasures. Um, so it's a white linen chest. It's wood. Um, it's, you know, resin and all that stuff. It looks ancient. Um, and so in 2019, they opened it for the first time ever. Um, and this box belonged to King Tut's wife. I'm not going to try and pronounce her name because I'm going to butcher it. But <laughs> it was her box. It's the only known artifact of hers that exists today and yet it was buried with king tut interesting hmm. mysterious i you know what i think that's mysterious i think it's mysterious <laughs> even though you dismissed it earlier when we were talking i think it's mysterious yeah tin man doesn't understand why this would be buried with him but they were in love they loved each other. It's it's a token, a memento of love left in the tomb. But only that, and there's nothing inside. Keep that in mind. There's nothing inside this chest. Nothing inside the chest, only that. That's the only thing that she... That's how much she loved him, was to give him a, an empty chest. So the official uh, word on this box is that it was a trunk of sorts to hold linens um but like tin man said it was when it was opened it was empty so what what can we conclude from this a single item left in the name of love inside of this tomb <laughs> mm -hmm. my mind starts to go to some sort of protective if there was a curse in there, maybe it was a curse of protection. Maybe it had to be empty. Maybe the curse didn't fit inside when, once it was full of linen, all right? So they had to okay. take the linen out and put the curse inside. Well, cursed linen doesn't really <laughs> strike fear into the hearts of people. <laughs> Just don't put on the linen. Don't touch the linen. You're good. Um, you know, when I first read about this box and the fact that it was open for the first time and then all this crazy shit starts happening in 2020 right I'm like well that box is clearly like pandora's box like they open the box all this stuff starts happening it's clearly pandora's box 
Um, and so that's like kind of where my mind went is a, a Pandora's box. They opened the box, all the evil that was inside escaped. I think like 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo, right? Like that. Everything escapes and they're off worrying about the history of the box and how it smells like wood and resin. And we're fighting for our lives from the coronavirus. Okay. Wow, an empty box. It's really old. Great. Probably Pretty much. That's, and yeah, meanwhile, the world is burning. The world is burning. <laughs> um, so wait, did we talk about when this was opened? 2019. Did we already? Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, so this was like September, I think, uh, of 2019? Yes. Yes. And I'm trying to remember when news started breaking out about Corona. Because I know it was obviously pre-2020. Like, I I was hearing stuff about it in 2019. But I can't remember when that actually started. So, I think the first cases started in the United States in December. Um, but it had been going on in, in China before that. So, I think like October, November for that. Yeah. Um, either way, not much long after this box opened. <laughs> Things started going downhill. All I'm saying. Oh, so, here's my theory. We were talking before about some of your reservations about, you know, well, if the tomb was opened in 1922, mm -hmm. why haven't there been bad things happening all the way up until now, right? If King mm -hmm. Tut's curse is real, right. why isn't all of this happening? So my hypothesis on this curse is that, um, you know, there was an archaeological team sent to explore King Tut's tomb. They opened it, they were inside, but it was kind of a secluded incident, right? Okay. Whereas the opening of this box was presented on live television, meaning that it reached, I, I, I don't know what news channel it was on, but it reached way more people than just, you know, like a 58-man team of archaeologists, right? So, okay, I, so you... like, my, my theory on that is that it's affecting the world because it was broadcasted on live TV. So this is like the like, ring now. Anybody yeah, who views yes. the broadcast. The, yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. That's a fair thing. And like I said, I mean, I guess if you really believed in this, in this curse is the cause for 2020, the rebuttal to why hasn't stuff happened is everything that's happened since 1922 is because of the curse, you know? Um, and then you have so many things. You, you have World War II, you have JFK's death, you have, you know, everything. Um, but Yeah, but I mean, if you looked at the world before the opening of King Tut's tomb, I mean, there was still plenty of bad stuff happening. So true. That's true. I feel like that's normal worldly events. That's, you're, I, you're I right. Think, you're I think absolutely the fact right. That there are so many bad things happening in such a condensed amount of time in 2020 is kind of like the indicator of, you know, this potentially being a curse or something similar. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Although, I mean, there are other years, you know, where bad stuff happens pretty frequently. Um, but I think that I think I think you're right. I think you're you're. I got it. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> but we also had someone comment and say, "What about all the good stuff?" So what good I think stuff? Def- <laughs> I'm Wait. kidding. I mean, there has been good stuff. There's been good stuff. But it's definitely been overshadowed by all the bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think if you were living in a a world that was purely bad stuff, that would really be the true end times, right? If you, if there was no good anymore, then really, where would we be? (laughs) In hell. So, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think... I guess you could say that the curse is the cause for all the bad stuff and the good stuff is just just stuff that would have happened anyways. Does just it make sense? Stuff. <laughs> like yeah, I mean it doesn't I can't say that it doesn't have to have a cause because if it does if you say it doesn't have to have a cause, then the bad stuff doesn't have to have a cause and the whole argument falls apart. So I think I think the good stuff is because we're trying to be better. And the cursed stuff is because King Tut was an asshole. That's <laughs> Black or King Tut's or his, wife. It's probably his wife. Or both of them. Honestly. If I had to put money down, I'd say it's his wife and it's her linen box. That is the problem. Anyways. I mean, you know, the the love the love of a significant other crushing all who dare intrude on the sanctity of King Tut. I don't right. know. Well the interesting thing, so this is the, the really the last point that I want to make in regards to the theory. Um so you could say they opened the box in 2019. Why didn't all the bad stuff start happening? Or why did all the bad stuff, why did it like really come to a head in 2020 if they opened it in 2019, right? Um, the, the thing that's interesting is that there's researchers that are planning, they were planning on moving King Tut's body from the Valley of Kings to the Grand Egyptian Mu- Museum uh, in Cairo. And it's never been moved from the Valley of Kings. It's never, since 1922, when it opened, when they opened the tomb for the first time, his body has never been removed from that, from that valley. Um, Even when it was examined, everything like that, it's all done in the Valley of Kings. So I guess you could also say that stuff started really coming to a head once they started, once they decided they were going to move him from the Valley of Kings from his tomb. Um, and that was in May. And, but by May, everything was already hitting the fan. So. True. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, I think that's, I think it's interesting that stuff started really picking up, at least in America, like around the end of April, beginning of May. 
like as yeah. far as like corona cases and everything else going on. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what it's if kind of on a on a world scale like it's interesting to think about how the curse like I guess the anatomy of a curse, you know, like how how would this curse actually be implemented? Um like does it affect does it affect people's actions? Is it more like a final destination esque sort of thing where it gets stuff rolling, but um, you know, and then just lets the world take over from there? Um something to think about, especially on a global scale, how a curse might affect things. Right. And I mean, I guess it also depends. Like you said, like you were, you brought up earlier about how like it's spread because of um, the live broadcast of the opening of the box and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's another part of it. Like how does it, how does it spread? Is it because now we're getting now we're getting into like horror movie type well, stuff, like like The Grudge and The Ring. Like you have to perpetuate the curse. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just <laughs> to me, it's always been like it's been like an airborne thing. You know what I mean? Like that's how my I've always envisioned a, a curse. Like you open the tomb, you open the sarcophagus, you open whatever, and it's like you you set it free. Then now it's unleashed upon the world. So that's why, like, I felt like the linen chest was the perfect container for said curse. Because they open the curse and then it's out. It's gone. It's in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where my mind went to it. I don't know. Ana- anatomy of curses is kind of interesting, an interesting thought, and probably something else that other people have talked about. Probably. So maybe that's uh maybe an interesting to look up. Could be. We could yeah. we could look it up. <laughs> um so so what if it what if it what if it's real? What if it's real? Like, what if this is really happening from a curse? Yeah. How do we stop it? <laughs> stop the curse. Um, we, I don't know if this was a movie, we would return King Tut's wife's linen chest back to the tomb mm-hmm. and put everything back the way it was. I don't know. <laughs> gotta break the chain, man. You gotta break the chain like Final Destination. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... If it was real, I think I think it's, like I said at the beginning, um, I think it's an easy scapegoat to say all the bad stuff is happening because of this curse. It, it kind of lets you get rid of the blame, so to speak. Um, yeah. Because if it's not a curse, then human beings as a whole are just shit. Like they're the reason that that all this bad stuff is happening. Yeah. That's kind of what my chat was talking about as well. Like saying it's a curse is kind of an easy answer for all of this. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I don't, or at least I don't want to downplay what's actually happening, which is very serious. (laughs) Um, So I think that it's interesting to um, muse about this kind of stuff, but uh, for people who, I mean, maybe there are people 
and we can get to this in our, you know, final assessment, maybe there are people who think that this was caused by something else, whether it's a curse, a higher power, I, I don't know, whatever it is. So, uh, but, you know, I definitely don't want to downplay anything that's happening because right. um, there, there's a lot of very serious stuff going on. Yeah, and I'm, I don't, I, the reason I brought up this, this theory to you um, is it's current events, right? And I don't, I'm not talking about this stuff and making jokes and stuff to, like you said, make light of anything that's happening. It's just, it's current events and it's an interesting topic. Like, what yeah. if a curse was really the, the cause for all this stuff? Do I think it is? No. No, mm -hmm. I don't. But it'd be interesting if it was. If, it, if that yeah. was the whole reason that all this stuff is happening is because of King Tut's curse, it would be interesting. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's so much happening right now that it's sometimes, I mean, it's definitely okay to kind of take your mind off of it for a little bit right. and say, what, what if, what if this was the reason? Yeah. I um, mean, I <laughs> if there's anyone out there who actually 100% truly believes in this theory, there's a simple way you can like debunk it. And that is by, if you say this person has coronavirus and this person is healthy and neither of them are wearing a mask and the one that's healthy it's the coronavirus. It's not because of a curse. It's because they didn't wear masks, right? Like, <laughs> like. So that's my that's my PSA. Wear a, wear a damn mask. First of all, yes, very important. Please. Um, second of all, like the curse that 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 theory is now broken because of that. It's not because of a curse. It's because they're shitty people. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Final impressions. Are we like, are we ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I think so. Did you change <laughs> your mind? No, I, I think either. it only solidified my, my initial stance is that I, you know, I said in the beginning, I was skeptical and I, I think I've always kind of felt like this isn't really something that, that actually happened, that is, yeah. that is actually happening. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think I like I said, I, I think it'd be cool quote unquote cool if it was real. Um but I don't Well the ex the existence of a curse uh on the world kind of has some serious implications that could be cool. <laughs> I don't know, quote cool, but yeah. <laughs> like it just it would be a neat thing. Be like, oh man. Did you live through the curse in 2020? I did. <laughs> like, beat that, dude. Um, yeah. But like, that's about the extent of how cool it would be. Um, just to rub it in future generations' faces. Um, but no, I think it's, I think it's totally bogus. Um, it's fun to talk about. It's a really interesting topic, and it kind of goes into like a history thing, which we don't do. We don't get to do very often. Um, yeah, but other than being interesting and fun to talk about, I don't give it much. There's not much weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, when I think of a curse like this, mm-hmm. like we said before, I think of movies. Right. And I think that it's looking at it through that lens kinds of kind of gives it like um not nostalgia vibe, but like some kind of like magical, mystical world where curses exist and there's heroes and they always beat the bad guy. And like, that's kind of like this idea that I have, but you know, to kind of think about a curse in real life, especially in this context, it just doesn't really make it as much fun. (laughs) Like it's not fun at all. It's, it's very, um, it's very tragic and awful, obviously. Yeah. No, I agree. And honestly, if you kind of like pick through this theory and the history that we've given, um, you can pretty much, it, it kind of reads like an action movie would, you know, or like a, like a thriller, a thriller would, would read like an ancient Egypt, Egyptian thriller movie. Um, so it's very, like you said, it has, it has a lot of like movie vibes to it. Um, I think that's why it's entertaining because you can kind of see it in a movie setting. Um, but it's not, it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say this is probably like, even after all of the stuff that we've talked about, I feel like this is one of the closest to like non-believable Okay, so you you'd like, say like for a, me personally, you'd say like a like a one on a scale of one to five. On yeah, I mean, one is a, to... one is not believable at all, and five is totally believable. Yeah, I honestly give this one a one. You're gonna give it a one. I I don't think it's believable. Do you? Okay, I I agree with you. I don't think it's believable, but I'm not. I'm gonna give it a two. Out of five, just because, just because, all right, hear me out, just because I don't think it's less believable or as believable, or as not believable, I should say, as Time Cube. (laughs) I believe in Time Cube more than this. Really? (laughs) Time Cube is nutty, bro. I feel like Time Cube is almost one of those things where you could convince yourself it's like you don't know what you don't know. Like <laughs> you could like maybe kind of convince yourself. I don't know about if I could do the same with this one. I don't I could I could I could convince myself of last Thursdayism. But probably yeah. not Time Cube. <laughs> and probably not and, this. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you should definitely check out our episodes on Time Cube. That was and our second ever episode. Did we have wait? Did Last Thursdayism have its own episode, or yes. is that like tied? Okay, it had its right, own episode. Cool. Yeah, that one that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely <laughs> check those guys those out, guys. Um, if you have nothing else, we can we can go ahead and plug all that stuff too if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, you wanna you know plug for us? Yeah, so um, uh, Twitter is at Tim Biscuit Talks, um, Tim Biscuit Talks on YouTube, and then Tim Biscuit Talks at gmail.com. Um, make sure you send us your ideas for topics you want to hear discussed on the show. Um, I think that's yeah, it. And 
this is the relaunch of our Tin Biscuit talk series. So, um, you know, we'll be trying out new formats, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And we would definitely appreciate feedback from you guys. Um, so if you have any feedback on the show, um, things that you liked, didn't like, or would want to see, um, please message us at one of those social media platforms. And yes. uh, <laughs> we would like to try and improve the show and make it better for you guys. Yeah. And you can also reach us on either of our socials, which are at the top. Well, that's it. Thanks, Sin Man. Uh, this is uh, a neat look inside yeah. of curses. I thought a lot more about curses than I ever have before. <laughs> that's fair. You know, I mean, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you think a lot about curses. Sometimes you think a lot about Kevin Bacon and Trimmers. And right. yep. Kevin both are Bacon, valid. Yeah, both are valid. But while one is not real, one is, and that is Kevin Bacon. He's real and everything. So, <laughs> um, other than that, I have nothing else. No, thanks, everyone. I right. uh, appreciate you guys being here. Thank you, Tin Man. Thank you, Biscuit. And uh, our next episode will be coming out uh, two weeks from now. Yep. So it'll be out every other Tuesday. Yep. I hope everybody has a good night. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to, to us ramble. And uh, have a good one. Yep. Thanks, everyone. This has been another Tin Biscuit review with Hotter Biscuit, me, and Tin Man, streamed live on Twitch every other Tuesday. Make sure to check the description for useful links and feel free to leave a review. Thanks, everyone.